Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As always, just a reminder, you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes or iHeartRadio, or as always, download episodes at webmasterradio.fm. Look for Press This on the left-hand side. In this episode, we're going to be covering overcoming WordPress challenges in the enterprise. And to cover this topic, we have a really special guest today, Web Dev Studios, Brad Williams. Brad, welcome to the show. Hey, David. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you. And, you know, this is a topic I know you know well, right? At Web Dev Studios, you guys provide services to brands like Campbell Soup, Skype, Microsoft, Discovery Channel, and NBC. So this is something you've tackled quite a bit, right? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely kind of trended that direction as our company, our company has grown as uh, WordPress adoption and usage has grown. So have the um, companies that are interested in using it, and it's really kind of spread into the enterprise over the last, you know, four or five years. Um, and we've been, you know, having a lot of fun being a part of that. So um, it's been a it's been a fun ride. A lot of a lot of unique and different challenges. I'm sure we'll we'll dig into that a little bit on the show. Uh, but it's you know it's a great ride. We love WordPress, and, and so is the enterprise. Yeah, I know there's a lot of agencies and even freelancers out there who are kind of following the same path around, you know, kind of broadening their customer base, getting into bigger customers. And, you know, I want to thank you for coming on today to share some of your uh, challenges and opportunities you've experienced along the way. Um, hopefully others can learn from that. But it's interesting. You, you said, well, you know, as our agency grew, as the profile of customers grew, you know, it's, it's interesting to think about that growth because with that growth comes growing pains 
You know, uh, we all, of course, know that there's this reputation of WordPress as a mom and pop blogging platform. And of course, we all know, at least the listeners of the show generally know that's not true. You know, it's a powerful, secure, extensible CMS. But even as WordPress adoption grows, even in the enterprise, there's still this old notion of the way it was in the past. And so, um, you know, I think it's really interesting to explore this topic today because, you know, there is a lot of pushback still, not just in the enterprise, but in general, and overcoming some of those objections and really, frankly, to take advantage of some of the opportunities in WordPress, you know, you have to kind of bridge those two things in order to be successful. So, um, so kind of curious, Brad, uh, how did you get into this WordPress stuff? Like, what, what is your WordPress origin story? Yeah, I mean, I kind of stumbled into it, I think, like a lot of us, right? Um, and really by just using the software. So I launched a blog back in 2006, which at the time I felt like I was very behind, like everybody had a blog, right? Um, I didn't. So I was like, did, did a little bit of research and WordPress seemed to be the front runner. Um, so I installed it and um, I'm a developer, you know, my background's in development. I was more on the Microsoft uh, side of the house, you know, .NET and ASP at the time, but um, you know, naturally as a developer, I like I want to tinker. So as soon as I set up some software, I want to kind of start to look under the hood and see how it works, right? And and start, you know, making some adjustments and kind of understanding the code base. And um, you know, that's really where I started with WordPress, my own blog. And um, when we uh, started Web Dev Studios in 2008, um, we were kind of you know debating like what should we you know the the goal was to build websites, but it wasn't just WordPress at the time. We were like, what what are we going to use to build these sites? You know, building them from scratch just um, doesn't make sense, didn't make sense then, it doesn't now, right? Because there's so many good options available. So that's when we really started to look at open source. Um, so WordPress and Drupal and some others, um, and kind of uh, over time kind of narrowed our focus and in 2010 we went 100% WordPress. Um, interesting. You know, for all of our builds. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it's interesting to hear some of that backstory. So many people on the show have asked this question, pretty much everybody I've interviewed, and that notion of, well, I was a developer, but I started a blog, and I used WordPress, and saw some of the capabilities, and started building more with it. Yeah. It's a common theme. Tanya Mork of Know the Code had a similar story. In 2010, though, like uh, that's a pretty important year as well, relative to the history of WordPress. Was there anything special in 2010 that drove you to that decision, other than custom post types being released that year? Yeah, that was certainly helpful. I mean, it, it was really, we were just getting better at WordPress and we were finding it more enjoyable to work on um, versus something like Drupal, which is a great platform, but it's an extremely high learning curve. At least it was back then. Um, so we were just better, you know. We could get things out the door on other platforms, but it didn't feel, um, it didn't feel like we were putting out a great product. We were just kind of band-aiding a bunch of stuff together and hoping that it worked, right? Whereas WordPress, we were truly understanding what we were doing and how we were building it and how we could scale it. So um, that was that was a big factor, and honestly, like 2010, when you think about it, like it's like now, it's like oh yeah, you do WordPress, of course. But back then, that was a pretty risky move for us because it was still widely seen across the board as a blogging platform. So we were selling WordPress as much as anything else. You know, people didn't come to us knowing they wanted WordPress. We had to kind of sell it to them, right? Like, hey, you should use WordPress. It's open source. Here's the benefits. Well, I thought that was just blogging. Well, it is, but we can do other stuff with it. So. Um, but we quickly realized we made the right decision because WordPress, again, kind of, we were growing up with WordPress and the, the overall adoption was just, you know, going through the roof at the time. So, um, you know, looking back, it was just great timing for us and it worked out really well. Well, that's good to hear. I remember back in 2010, uh, I ran an agency at the time and I remember having a debate with our lead developer on which CMS we should settle on. 
and it was Drupal and WordPress and uh, you know, of course, Drupal at the time was a much better kind of unified CMS with custom fields, and I forget the Drupal terminology, but you know, custom post types and things like that. Yeah. Where WordPress had just kind of come into its own, and we debated endlessly on which was the better choice for the agency, and we chose WordPress as well. Um, and actually, the biggest driver for us at the time was actually market share. I wasn't getting any calls for Drupal work, and I was getting tons of calls for WordPress work. So that that made it a very yeah. easy business. It definitely helped. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and another reason I think WordPress has just done so well, and another reason why we really liked it and adopted it, and so did our clients, is just the 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 ease of use. You know, it's very intuitive. Um, out of the box, if you kind of show someone how to log in and say, "Hey, all right, look, go create a page of content," they can generally figure it out, right? It's just it's not that hard to do. Whereas Drupal, again, back then, it's it's come a long way was more focused on kind of the architectural under the hood, like you said, like the custom, I think cu custom content types they call them. Um, but the UI and the user experience of it from a from an admin wasn't good. It was very difficult to kind of, you know, fumble your way through the admin screens and figure out how to create content and stuff. So I really feel like that had a strong, um, a strong reason why we liked it, a, a reason why our clients loved it, and why I think WordPress just really took off, you know, from a usage perspective. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, that ease of use, also familiarity, right? Um, people are familiar with using it. I remember we were pitching to uh, a big enterprise media company. Of course, I won't say who they are. And they were considering three CMS, and uh, WordPress was one of them. And uh, I went in the room, and you know, a third, a third, a third of the room had experience in the different, you know, had used the, the different CMS in their day-to-day, -day, and they were trying to pick one unified one. And so I asked the question, um, how many people have experience with CMS, uh, entering content with CMS 1, you know, a few hands, two, a few hands, and then the final one was WordPress, and every hand went up. So there is not only ease of use, but familiarity. <laughs> yeah. So um, real quickly here, uh, what do you think, what, what is the first thing that usually brings an enterprise brand to start using WordPress? What's that first project? Um. From what we've experienced, I think it's generally around the marketing side of the house. Marketing, um, a lot of times, is kind of pushing the idea of using WordPress uh, because they've they've used it, they're familiar with it, you know, on a personal, maybe on a personal site or for it, you know, some some other internal thing. But um, marketing is the driver because they know WordPress is a great platform and you can pump out some really amazing sites, some great marketing sites, landing pages really quickly, um, especially in the enterprise when things just don't move fast. So uh, marketing is a big push there. <laughs> Yeah, it's really uh, inter interesting that first site. You, you said the marketing department. Are these like a lot of campaign sites? Like we have a, a, a new campaign we want to launch. We need a microsite for yes. it. Is, is that exactly. a typical like that or a landing page for some initiative? You know, something that's kind of basic um, in this in a sense of a basic site, um, but just quick and easy. And some of the systems are used to using these proprietary systems or, or behemoths that nothing's quick and easy. You know, launching a landing page is not a simple process in some of these kind of proprietary systems or WordPress, we know, and your listeners know, you could have that up in a matter of an hour. Easy, you know, a really nice looking site. So the engineering group is kind of, um, you know, kind of using the systems and technology that they typically use, and the marketing group is kind of pointing out, hey, if we, you know, use an agency or, or leverage some of our internal help, we could build this site quicker in WordPress, and, and you know, it's a pretty common theme, but that's generally what you're seeing. Uh, relative to the first site, which is interesting. So I do want to unpack a little bit, though, about objections because, yeah, the marketing department, you know, brings it into the fold, but then you still got to, you know, jump over all these hurdles with engineering and everything. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to explore some of those challenges and how you guys address them. So everybody hang tight.
We'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Content Marketing World 2018 comes to Cleveland, Ohio, September 4th through the 7th. Learn more at contentmarketingworld.com. Content Marketing World 2018 is the one event where you will learn and network with the best and brightest in the content marketing industry. Content Marketing World will have over 120 sessions and workshops presented by the leading brand marketers and experts from around the world covering strategy, storytelling, ROI, demand generation, AI, and more. Leave Cleveland with all the materials you need to build a content marketing plan that will grow your business and inspire your audience. Save $100 off of registration using promo code radio one. That's radio and the number 100. Don't miss Content Marketing World 2018 in Cleveland, Ohio, September 4th through the 7th. Register now at contentmarketingworld.com. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for its 7th Annual International Mobile Web Award Competition. This award program is an opportunity for mobile developers to demonstrate their expertise in this growing medium. It recognizes the individual and team achievements of web professionals all over the world who create and maintain outstanding responsive and mobile websites and mobile applications. Deadline for entry is September 28, 2018. Submit your entry today at www.mobile-webaward.org. That's mobile-webaward.org. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Let's press forward with more Press This only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Press This WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I'm interviewing Brad Williams of Web Dev Studios about overcoming WordPress challenges in the enterprise. Right before the break, Brad, you shared that one of the first areas that WordPress comes into the enterprise is from the marketing department, a lot of times around campaign sites. So once it's there, uh, or once it's been introduced that, hey, we want to use WordPress for this marketing campaign or microsite or whatever, what are some of those biggest initial objections? Like, what are the, the engineers on the, the enterprise side might cringe a little bit. What, what are their objections initially to using WordPress? Yeah, I mean, that, that is the, usually the objection is from engineering or IT um, um, almost all the time. And I think uh, the majority of it is I just think there's some preconceived notions of open source and WordPress, things like it's insecure or not stable or can't, you know, can't scale. Um, so a lot of it's just education, you know, and I think you, you touched on this a little bit early on, but just kind of educating, educating the, you know, the enterprise, educate, educating anyone looking at WordPress that, you know, it is a secure platform, you know, it's used by companies like Microsoft, who in these large companies, they don't just take a piece of software and start using it, right? They, they run it through their own internal review, security audits, tests, you know, they, they have to, you know, software has to get approved, especially public facing software, absolutely. 
at the highest levels, you know, at, at these large corporations. So um, that's that's one way that I kind of dispel that myth that it's insecure is like you have literally companies like Microsoft who specialize in software and technology and they love WordPress. You know, they love open source. So um, so that's a biggie, I think, around the education and just kind of getting the engineering IT on board. Like we're not trying to, you know, make your life miserable by putting something on WordPress, right? We're trying to make your life better. It's an easier platform. It's less likely to have problems. Um, it's secure, it's performant, you know? So I think just kind of having that really direct and open conversation with IT and, and engineering is is a must. Um, and that's usually where we get the most pushback. Yeah, it's interesting to hear you talk about that. I'll often talk about with engineering and IT groups this notion of being the goalie, right? If you're going to make... If you're going to, you know, manage this WordPress experience, you know, it's up to you to make sure that, you know, nothing slips by and, and nothing goes down. And if it does, then it's on you. And then there's also the speed and time component. So this notion of putting some of the power back in the hands of the users in order to create that content and not have to, you know, fill up your backlog with every little microsite, every little landing page, um, their ears start to perk up a little bit. Hey, I've got bigger things to fry here. Um, not having to worry about these marketing microsites can be a compelling message. You know, it's also interesting to hear you talk about the notion of, well, hey, look at all these big companies using WordPress. They're putting it through, um, you know, the paces in terms of validating that it's secure, in terms of doing things like pen testing um, and vulnerability scanning. And this is, in, of course, in addition to the thousands or tens of thousands of other developers out there also doing this, not in an enterprise context, plus all the security researchers. It's interesting to think of open source, right? On day one, it doesn't have that benefit as a, as a body of software. But then over time, especially with something like WordPress being used on 31% of the web and um, by all these big companies, it's gone through its bases over and over and over and over yeah. again regarding yep. security. And to me, that's actually a vote of confidence that it's open and used so much and uh, scrutinize so much rather than a black one. Yeah, I mean, it's the market really, it, it can help you sell WordPress basically because it's a, you know, a, a proof, it's proof that it is secure, it's performant. I mean, you look at some sites that run WordPress that are sites that, you know, a lot of people are probably actively trying to, you know, hack or, or you know, find some kind of vulnerability. Like whitehouse.gov launched on, relaunched on WordPress from, they were on Drupal for, I think, since 2008 or something. And just relaunched earlier this year on WordPress. So if if any websites, you know, probably getting <laughs> attacked and hammered, it's gonna be the WhiteHouse.gov. Um, and I think just you know that's a vote of confidence from you know all these companies in our, in our own government around using open source software and specifically WordPress. So I really I think it's just an educational thing because it's easy to kind of dispel that myth if you can just get in front of the right people and have that conversation. You know. And that's, right. so that's that makes what we sense. do, or at least what we we attempt to do, you know, with, when getting in front of the right people at the right companies. Right, exactly. So the marketing department introduces generally introduces the notion of using WordPress to increase velocity. Um, the initial objections are around security and scale and stability. Um, so then you you win the project, right? The customer says, "All right, we're going to do this," and the engineering group buys off on it. And now you've got to cash the check that your mouth just wrote relative to security and stability and scalability. What are the biggest challenges you face um, as you launch a project with the enterprise? Like, how do you make sure that it's stable and secure and um, uh, scalable? 
Good question. I mean, obviously, um, WordPress itself, the application, the software is, is you know, the critical piece. It's what runs the website. Um, but the infrastructure underneath it is just as critical from a security and performance stand, standpoint, really from everything, right? Your servers, the way your servers are configured and managed, the way your, your, your caching layers work, your CDN, you know, everything has to really um, yeah, it's the cool, full complete picture, right? You can have an amazing website that you built on WordPress, but if you put it on, you know, very generic servers or shared hosting or, or, or just, you know, maybe some, some shady kind of hosting companies that charge you a dollar a month, um, you're going to run into problems and it's not WordPress's fault. It's the, it's the infrastructure you put it on. So the, the important thing is to make sure that you're looking at the whole picture and having conversations with your clients about the whole picture, because every, every client, you know, and, and especially every enterprise client is very different in terms of how they host. Maybe they use something like a WP Engine to manage WordPress host. Maybe they have their own AWS, AWS infrastructure, you know, their own internal sysadmin teams. Um, so it's very important to understand that because you want to make sure you're putting on something that's going to be performant and secure. Um, and generally, they're enterprise. They're managing their own stuff. They probably have huge internal teams that manage that, so it's usually not a concern, but definitely something you want to um, you want to discuss. Uh, so there's huge internal teams there that manage, they, they typically don't have experience, you know, configuring and optimizing things like your caching layer and your CDN as it relates to WordPress. Do you spend much time educating them on what they can do relative to, say, their own infrastructure to make sure that those NOC teams are managing that infrastructure in scalable, secure, and stable ways? Yeah, I mean, we certainly do. We want to understand as best we can their 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 whole stack, um, how it works, how it's configured, where it's at. You know, again, caching is is one of the most important things for, um, probably the most important thing for you know uh, performance. Um, you know, you want a quick website. It's, it's vital to have a quick quick website these days. In fact, Google's now going to ding you if you don't, right? So, um, and, and people's ears perk up when they're here. They're going to get dinged by Google, <laughs> you know. So. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, we definitely want to um, understand that. And if they don't have that experience, because we've gone into situations where it's completely proprietary, it's completely like, you know, I mean, different sides of the house, like, you know, custom coded systems and, you know, whatever languages, but, you know, nothing like WordPress. So they don't have that experience. And we basically recommend like, hey, let's bring in a hosting partner that specializes in this, like a WP Engine, because that's that's all you guys do is host, Word, you know, WordPress sites. Um and you know how to, you know, optimize it. So I'd much rather, I'd feel more comfortable putting it over there versus letting, you know, their internal team that does not have that um, familiarity with WordPress um, to host that. It doesn't mean they can, but yeah, you're going to run into challenges like you mentioned. So Yeah, and that kind of gets back to that notion of the goalie analogy of, um, yeah, I can learn this discipline, I suppose, but if it goes bad, then I, I, I've got you know trouble to deal with. And if it goes good, nobody's going to say anything about it, right? The, the, the goal misses the block. Everybody hates them or her. And uh, if they make the save, it's like you know, kind of like a field goal kicker on a football team. Like, way to do your job, right? <laughs> so it opens up this attack vector. But it's you know, I think that's a really good point, which is to say, you know, whether it's manager hosting or whether it's internal, to make sure that you have uh, as you do these deployments that you have the proper infrastructure to reflect that uh, performance so that way, you know, again, the blame isn't placed on the site you made or WordPress itself, but rather that you have the infrastructure to kind of back up um, what it's capable of. So that's, that's good to hear, I think a good uh, lesson to take back. So in, in the sense now of building, so you're, you're making a site for someone and uh, an enterprise customer, 
what are the challenges you face there? Like, are they are they pro public plugins? They want everything custom built. Is it a hybrid of the two? Are there any other challenges to building sites for the enterprise? Yeah, I mean, in terms of plugins and the software you would use, it's kind of a hybrid. I, you know, I, I certainly, for the most part, our enterprise clients are very open to. Um, you know, you, using what's out there, right? We don't want to reinvent the wheel. If you want an e-commerce functionality, like it doesn't make sense to pay us to build that from scratch. There's some amazing, you know, e-commerce plugins like Woo, Woo, WooCommerce and others out there that we could utilize. So we always bring those recommendations to the table. Now, sometimes they have special uh, rules where maybe anything you bring to the table has to have a, its own security audit, you know, so there's considerations there. But, um, you know, we're not in the business of, you know, again, reinventing the wheel. We want to focus on the, the custom functionality that's very specific to that client. That's where our time's best spent, you know, and, and their dollars best spent as us doing that versus, you know, building stuff that already exists. So, um, so yeah. I see that as well in terms of the enterprise, just this openness to using public plugins to increase velocity, but also that apprehension around picking things that are quality and secure. I mean, even at WP Engine, we do security audits of all plugins we add to our stack. Um, and so that's, that's important to us and it's important to many of our customers as well. Um, and I do want to explore this a little bit more with you and talk about some other challenges for maintenance and things like that. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing. Maria Retan, Larry Weber, Tim Ash, James and Arlene Martell, Ross Dunn, John Carcutt, Shahab Zagari, Peggy Ann Salt, Bennett Kelly, Jillian Music, and Kennedy. From SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry. Please join me in welcoming Andrew Hagford. Pleased to have Jim Lanzone. Please welcome Ariana Huffington. Please welcome Jason Kalkanis. On air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing. 
and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Rollapol, and I'm interviewing Brad Williams of Web Dev Studios about overcoming challenges to WordPress in the enterprise. Brad, right before the break, we were talking about challenges faced when building experiences. You were talking about how the enterprise customers tend to be open to using public plugins versus ones you built yourself. And I'm just curious, uh, you know, I'm sure there's there's additional challenges, but like, how do you, th- what other challenges do you have to overcome relative to building or even maintaining these sites? Like, what is unique about the enterprise relative to the build and maintenance of a site? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a number of things that stand out. So, you know, another big item I think is is around the, the maintenance of it, right? So, you know, software in the enterprise, it, it Enterprises don't move as fast. It's it's that analogy of like you know turning the big ship, right? Turning the Titanic. It takes a while to turn. You can't just pivot on a dime. So the same is is you know the same uh, philosophy is is uh, with software updates, right? So like pushing out you know WordPress releases an update every month or so, or maybe every couple of weeks if there's some security issues or, or, or bug fixes. Um, that like that rapid release cycle can actually be difficult um, in the enterprise because you can't actually release software that quickly on production because there's so many kind of, you know, checks and balances that it has to go through so many different servers. It has to go through and be approved. And so many different people have to kind of put their, their, you know, stamp on it saying it's good to go, even for like a, a minor point release. So, um, that the kind of fast pace of, of WordPress development and growth and releases, uh, can be, can be a bit of a challenge when they were doing, I think, what was it? Three a year. Um, doesn't sound like much, but that's actually three or four year. That's actually moving really fast <laughs> for the enterprise, right? Because releasing major versions of WordPress on production takes can take over a month, you know, um, to get it approved and deployed. So you can imagine how you know that starts to clog up the pipeline of the other stuff that that is more a higher priority, right? Like new features and functionality and getting that roadhouse will sometimes take a back seat because these updates are are a priority when they're released. So. Um, so that is a bit of a challenge just because sometimes it can be a little frustrating because you want to move faster, right? But it's enterprise, it's bigger corporations, and ultimately more people and more departments are going to be involved, and that's just the nature of the beast. So you have to be prepared for that. Maintenance tickets are never the most exciting to pick for a sprint, are they, Brad? <laughs> no. No, uh, no, they're not. But they're, it's a necessity, you know, just with all software, not just, you know, WordPress or open source, all software on our computers. We, you know, we download updated releases and, and they fix bugs, they fix security issues, they add new features. And it's a fact of life. It's just, it's, it's a much, it's, it's no different than like a new version of, uh, maybe MS Office or something comes out and they have to deploy it to, you know, 20,000 you know, computers in their, in their network, you know, for their employees. Like it doesn't happen overnight, right? It takes a long time and a process to get, to get all that rolled out. So same, same issue. It's just, you know, you just have to kind of know that going into it and be prepared. It reminds me of a lawyer who worked for a company I used to work for who was using IE6 many years after, after it had been deprecated because of that notion of the slow release cycle yep. uh, for his enterprise law firm. Yeah. So, 
here in the last little segment, just real quick, um, do you see the WordPress enterprise market expanding or contracting? Like, are people trying it and like backing off and like saying wait, or do you see them accelerating the adoption of WordPress and the experiences they build? That's a that's a great question, and I think it's a little bit TBD. I do, based on our experience, you know, it kind of really took off. Um, again as the market was growing but I want to say maybe four or five years ago at least to the point where people were talking about it you're hearing about larger brands and companies using WordPress it very well could have been behind the scenes used more often just not public um, but um, and now what we're seeing is there's still a lot of interest in WordPress um, but a lot of companies have tried it they've launched sites on it they have you know whatever it is on, on running on WordPress and they did it a few years ago and now they're making the decision do we stay with WordPress you know or because you know websites couple years old big enterprise they change their sites a lot you know they update every few years they don't keep you know the same site out there for 10 years so um they're making the decision like they're they're there now or at least some of their sites or some of their properties and do they want to stay there and some aren't some are leaving um and some are sticking with it and some are you know doubling down and and moving more of their their platforms over to wordpress or more of their, their sites over to wordpress so um, I think we're at an interesting point of, you know, it's it's kind of TBD over the next few years to see if WordPress will continue to grow now that people have tried it or not, or or not. You know, and it's hard to say. Obviously, the the personal side of WordPress is just going through the roof, but that doesn't necessarily mean the enterprise side is going to follow that trajectory. Yeah, we've seen that enterprise growth, of course, at WP Engine, and I think the other thing I've seen with brands is this notion of refinement. Right, uh, the marketing team out with a partner in an agency or some internal dev group got a WordPress site out the door, sat there, IT and engineering kind of got their head around it, started to manage it, and then said, well, that's not really how we would have used this tech um, and how we might use it in the future. And so I, I keep seeing like this kind of snowflake side off to the side, but then as they think about that side and other sites, kind of refining their approach and saying, well, you know, really we should have done it this way, but that's really just education and experience that seems yeah. to be driving that. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really think a real sweet spot for WordPress. Like, WordPress is a great platform. I don't, I don't buy any of the idea that they can that it should power everything, right? There's some things WordPress just shouldn't do. Sure, sure. Uh, I do think it can power a good majority of what we see on the internet, but there's just going to be some things where it doesn't. I think a, a really good space for WordPress to be in the enterprise is with that kind of dual CMS role, you know, where WordPress is kind of one piece to their overall CMS puzzle, you know, and maybe they have another proprietary system that runs some things that WordPress really shouldn't do because it's so custom and crazy and and even archaic in some areas, um, you know. So I really think that dual setup, which we're starting to see a lot, because again, marketing loves it. It's fast. It's agile. It's clean. It looks good. It's easy to use. That's not going to go away. It's only going to get better, hopefully, with WordPress. So I, I I think there's something to be said for that dual CMS kind of approach versus uh. You have to have everything on WordPress, or else, or else we have failed. Idea. Yes, that's, that's <laughs> definitely the right. not a good path. Exactly. Well, Brad, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, David, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Definitely learned a lot. Hope you guys uh, listening to the show did as well. If you'd like to learn more about what Brad is up to, you can visit webdevstudios.com. Thanks everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. As always, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.